0: God a forever praise, giving God a forever praise. You all, it's it's interesting how we get to a place where we actually decide, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, uh, how much of a praise we're going to give God. You might not think about it. But let's, let's think about it. Let's even talk about the confines of what we're, uh, where we are right now when it comes to morning worship. We have a set time. You even heard me earlier when I said that this is, uh, my most favorite, uh, 90-ish minutes of my week when we get together. But do you all realize that God deserves a forever praise it's not just confined to uh, uh, our time it's not just confined to uh our uh, uh span or limitation of what we have in terms of availability God deserves a forever Praise, and he deserves a for forever praise, regardless of how much time we have, or can I just go here? Regardless of whether we see something that is praiseworthy or not, he deserves a forever praise simply because he is who he is he is God and because he is God he deserves a forever praise because he is forever God and he is forever good well apostle I don't know how you I mean he is yes forever God but how can you say he's forever good look at what we're dealing uh, uh, with around us I, I've been out of work for a while I, I I ended up being on unemployment and now they're trying to cut that off I, I even when they open up my job the numbers go up and it looks like they're going to shut it back down. I, I've had some family members that have caught the virus. I've dealt with the virus and I've got lasting effects. I, I've lost some loved ones to the virus. I've lost some loved ones and it wasn't to the virus. How can you say God is good? Because God's uh, goodness is not predicated on your position yeah it's not predicated on your position let, let me let me use this example i i, I work for a global uh, uh corporation and one of my team members one of my team members actually uh, uh is in the philippines that's where he lives and it's exactly 12 hours difference between us and the philippines now what ends up happening is because it is 10, 10 a.m. here, it is 10, 10 p.m. there. <clears throat> now, just because it's dark there, I shouldn't, he shouldn't expect for me to be sitting in darkness here just because it's 10, 10 p.m. there. It's 10, 10 p.m. here. So I get sunshine. So it, it shouldn't change predicated based on the position. The the light the the, the the earth doesn't stop rotating because it's dark on his side and it should be dark everywhere. That's not how it works. It's forever turning the earth is forever turning On its axis. And so, because of that, it's not going to change what it looks like for me, because it looks different for somebody else. Let me go here. When somebody is going through a dark time in their life, it doesn't mean that everybody's going through the same dark time. It, it, It means that they're going through some struggles. But while they're going through famine, you may be going through feast, or while you're going through famine, they may be going through feast. It does not stop the fact that you shouldn't be sad for yourself or feel like you shouldn't celebrate what you have because they're going through. Uh, and conversely, just because they're having a, a good time or they're uh, uh, seeing blessings and you're in between blessings, you shouldn't be upset with them because they're celebrating their blessings. Why? Because God is still good regardless of your position. That's why the Bible says that we're supposed to rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. It doesn't mean that you're in mourning, but it means that they're in based on their position but whether you are rejoicing or mourning God is still good he hasn't stopped being good he's forever good and so because of that you all we should have a forever good Praise the, the, the news seems like it's consistently coming out with reasons why we should complain, why we should, uh, uh, should, should, uh, uh, be in in bad states, why we should not see any hope. But the Bible declares that believers are not like a people without hope. We still have to have hope in spite of what it is we, God help me. We still have to have sight beyond our vision vision. We still got to be able to see beyond what our natural eye can see. We still got to put on the sight of God Even in the midst of what we're dealing with right now. You ought to have some hopeful eyes that you can see through right now. You ought to be able to see beyond what it is that your circumstances is presenting you. You ought to be able to see beyond, come on, what your bank account is presenting you. You ought to be able to see beyond what the doctor's report is presenting you. Don't believe the report of man. We keep saying it. I believe the report of the Lord. Well, sometimes you got to either put up or shut up. If you're not going to believe the report of the Lord, then you need to quit saying it because this is a time not to just talk about it. This is a time to be about it. God help me on today. This is a time to be about it you all we can't just keep sitting here shouting on sunday and waving our hands on sunday and clapping our hands on sunday and then as soon as the benediction hits we go into a woe is me we go into a doom and gloom because we've started to saturate ourselves with what the world is saying we saturate ourselves with what the news is saying we're saturating ourselves with what we hear other folks say uh, just this morning my husband showed me an article in the newspaper saying that, that, that there's a certain demographic, y'all know the demographic, that is two and a half times more likely to catch the virus than others. And, and, and that, uh, Pinellas County, the county that we're living in, it, you know, is it, saturated right now. And, and I read it and I nodded my head. But I know this, uh, as far as I know, uh, I've been sheltered in, or we've been sheltered in since the middle of March. I'm not saying that I'm more special than anybody else, but I know God has been keeping us. I know God has been covering us, and even the folks that I know that have caught it, I've watched them recover. I've seen them get on Facebook and tell the testimony of how God's recovering. So I know what the news is saying, but I also know what God is saying. God is saying that before you get sick, you're already healed. God is Saying before you get broke, I am your provider. God is saying that before you get low, I am the lifter of a bow-down here God is already saying what it is you shall become, regardless of where you are right now. I wish somebody would understand what I'm saying on today. He's already told you what you can be before you become what you are. How can he say that? Because he is forever. He's the forever God. And because that we can give him a forever. Praise we can give him A forever praise well how is It that we can give him A forever praise just In case you tend to forget what It is that you need to give Him praise for can I help You out with it can I just give you Some encouragement of what you need to Praise him for why give him a forever Praise you all let's give him a Forever praise because his Righteousness Is forever His righteousness is Is forever you all when I I consider (laughs) when I consider what the scripture says uh, on this morning look look at verse 3 of Psalms 111 Psalm uh, verse 3 of Psalms 111 says glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever his righteousness endures forever you all let's consider this as good as we try to be (laughs) as good as we try to be the bible says that our righteousness is as what filthy rags is as filthy rags. Well, if our righteousness is as a filthy rags, how can we come boldly before the throne of grace? Because I'm so grateful that God's righteousness endures forever and it cloaks me, it covers me so that I am presentable, God. Help me that I presentable to come before the throne of grace. I can come boldly, not because I've done everything good, but because he cloaks me. He covers me. He he clothes me in his righteousness. And I never have to worry about his righteousness getting dingy. I never have to worry about his righteousness running out. I never have to worry about his righteousness running uh, low. I never have to worry about his righteousness not being enough for me. His righteousness endures forever. His deeds endure forever and his deeds are glorious And majestic. They will never mess up. And because of that you all. I can give him a forever praise. Because his righteousness. Is forever. Not only you all. Is his righteousness forever. But you all. His provision is forever. His provision is forever forever y'all I'm so grateful that his provision never runs out his provision is everlasting it endures forever let's look at verse 5 in this psalm it says he provides food for those who fear him and he remembers his covenant forever he provides food For those who fear him. Now that fear we talked about it before. Doesn't mean be afraid. But that fear means to have a a, a respect. a, A deep profound respect. And honor and reverence for God. Listen. For those who who go and figure they can just move and shake and make it happen on their own. And then they're like, man, can I get like $5? We running out of stuff. <laughs> That's because you moving and shaking on your own and you're not relying on the provision of God. Listen, if the Bible says that I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging for prayer. Listen, he is Obligated. Oh, God, thank you today. He is obligated to take care of his own. He's obligated you all. His provision does not run out for us. You sitting there saying, Well, you know, if his provision doesn't run out for us, then why is it that I keep seeing that I got more monthly money? We always look at provision as being money. Yeah I pause for effect right there We always look at provision Being money But what about providing you Your heartbeat What about providing you your air What about providing you your sound mind? What about providing you the health of you and your family? What about providing you the ability to be able to sit in the clothes that you're sitting in right now? What about the ability to be able to even have internet connection that you can get in and get this word? What about providing for you in the areas that you forgot about? What about that bed you slept on last night? What about that pillow you used? What about that cover you used? What about those one or two things that? In your refrigerator that wasn't there last week What about the things that you forget about That God has done What about the stuff he's already done That you didn't give him thanks for he is providing you all. But we keep looking at it from a perspective of being comfortable. I didn't see any place in the word of God that says that because we are believers, we are to be comfortable. Can I just be realistic? Honestly, we get too comfortable. And when we get comfortable, that's when we don't come chasing after God. It's when we get desperate. Oh, It's when we're desperate after him It's when we go chasing after God I don't know about you But if my comfort is going to stop me chasing after God Then God keep me at a place where I'm always chasing after you Keep me at a place where I'm not always comfortable Keep me at a place where I'm always coming to you Keep me at a place God Where I never forget that you provide my sustenance Keep me at a place (laughs) God, thank you. I never want to be so comfortable you all that I forget where my blessings come from. The Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. It goes on to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Y'all know he got the best benefit package there is. Ah, thank you, Jesus. I never want to forget about his benefits. You are, I see somebody on Facebook. I see Janine. His provision is perfect! (laughs) Huh? I never have to worry about his provision running out. I never have to ah. Uh, I never have to worry about him forgetting and giving my provision to somebody else. He gets it right every time. I thank you, God, that you know me well enough that even when I don't know what to ask for, you already started dispatching angels to give to my need when I can't articulate the words. God, you always Johnny on the spot. God, I thank Him that His provision. Is forever. God I thank you. (laughs) Not only you all. Is his righteousness forever. Not only is his provision forever. But you all. His word is established forever. His word is established. Forever. What what, what, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Well let's look. Let's look again at, at Psalms. Uh, one, uh, 11 verses seven and eight. The Bible says that the work of his hands are faithful and just and all of his precepts are trustworthy. Watch this. They are established forever and ever enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. His precepts are enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. The Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should have to repent. Do you all understand what that means? That means that whatever his word says, it is true. And he is a man of his word. He is a God of his word. We never have to worry about him not owning up to his word and when we're in a day and age where those that have authority over us and we can't trust what it is that they say I'm grateful that my God's word will stand forever the grass wither and the flowers fade but the word of the Lord will stand forever and I'm so grateful on today that his word is established forever even the law tends to have amendments to it Even uh, there are are, are statutes that are introduced and written into law. And so it can change and shape the law. That's why we often have people that are taking uh, uh, laws and trying to get them overturned. And then they have to go to the appellate court and they go to the Supreme Court. Because the laws can be changed if you go through the right purpose. I'm so glad that the law of the Lord is perfect. Uh, It doesn't need an amendment. It doesn't need a change. It doesn't need a revision It doesn't need an addition There's not a jot nor a tittle That shall go away from the word You shall not add to the word You shall not take away from the word Because the word is the word And it shall remain forever It shall stand forever If you can't rely on anything else You can rely on the word of God All of the promises of God Are yea and amen In Christ Jesus You don't have to worry about somebody saying well yeah i i I, when i said it i meant it (laughs) but i didn't know that such such was going to happen. I said I was going to be able to let you borrow $100. But I didn't know my car was going to break down. I said I was going to be able to help you move out your house. But I didn't realize I was going to get sick. I said I was going to be able to help you get that job. But I didn't know I was going to get laid off that job. See, we have good intentions. But our intentions will fall short. God. Thank you on today. But I'm so glad that God's intentions towards us. He knows the plans he has for us. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us a hope and a future. I'm so glad that his word for me. Oh God, I hear you. His word for me is not predicated on my goodness. Huh? It's predicated on the fact that it's his word and he is good. So regardless of how I cut the food. Yes, I got to go through my loves yes i gotta go through my punishment yes i gotta go through my bruises but god's love for me will remain and his promises for me will remain as long as i get my act together and stay in the way As long as I stay in the way. Y'all got to excuse me. I get excited when I think about the goodness of Jesus. (laughs) I get excited when I think about his word. I get excited when I think about all the other things that have fallen away. People have fallen away. Promises have fallen away. But God has always been there. He has never failed. Never failed. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful on today. I'm grateful on today, hallelujah, hallelujah you are not only is his righteousness forever, not only is his provision forever, not only is his word established forever, but can I give you this last point so we can go ahead and get up out of here or as they would say as we would say if we was in in the in the in the building, so we can go ahead and, and get to the shout <laughs> all of this is a shout, my God today, all of it's a shout when you consider. When you consider how forever God is, when you consider how forever God is, all of it's a shout. But can I get to this point (laughs) so I can uh, uh, finish this out? Not only is his righteousness forever, not only is his provision forever, not only is his word established forever, but you all, he himself is forever. (laughs) He himself is forever. Forever. Woo! God, I thank you. I thank you. See, the word declares, the word declares in, in Psalms 90 and 2: Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God from everlasting from forever to forever. <laughs> you are God from age. To age You are God There is none that will come before There is none that shall come behind There is none that shall walk beside He is God There is none greater There is none faster There is none smarter There is none holier There is none more righteous There is none more just than I our God, and guess what, he is the God that was there in the beginning, matter of fact, the first four words of Genesis tells us that, in the beginning, God, he was there in the beginning, and he will be there in the end, he will be there in the middle, I don't care what you're dealing with right now, he will be there forever, he doesn't walk away, we walk away from him, but he never walks away from us, and so for that, he deserves a forever praise how do I praise him forever you praise him when you get up in the morning and say thank you Lord for seeing another day you praise him as you brushing your teeth God I thank you for the ability of my lips you thank him as you're going out and putting on your clothes God I thank you for a choice of clothes even if it's the fact of putting on one set of clothing I thank you God that you gave me those clothes when you sit down to eat God I thank you for a mouth to be able to eat with because you'll be surprised but there are some folks that were born with no mouth and they have to eat through a tube but God I thank you for giving me the ability to do that you said there saying I'm supposed to do that all day well let me help you out with something do you get air all day do you get a heartbeat all day are you able to go out and do what you need to do all day well then why is it that we think that God should give us everything all day and we only give him 90 minutes of our week come on Zion we got to give God what he's due, and he deserves a forever praise He deserves a forever praise, y'all. You praise him with your breath. Every time you think about him, just say, thank you, Lord. Nobody said you got to sit there on your job and just have a, you know, we (laughs) we used to call it a Baptist fit when I was in the Baptist church. We would call it a Baptist fit. You would just sit there and just... But can I just be honest with you? Sometimes I got to take myself and go into a bathroom stall. And sometimes I just got to give God what he's due. Because if I sit at my seat, somebody going to think I'm crazy. But when I sit at my seat on my job, when I go into my office, when I sit in my seat and I look around me and I realize where God put me when I didn't deserve it, when my intellect couldn't have got me there. <laughs> God, thank you, Jesus. When you look at my my past and I shouldn't have qualified to be there. When I look at all the folks around me that are smarter than me and I'm sitting in that place sometimes I got to say excuse me I'll be right back and I go into the bathroom and I give God what he's do I give him a praise you all because it's not about where I am it's not about who I am it's all about who he is so we've got to learn to give God a forever praise praise him in the morning as the old folks say praise him in the morning praise him in the noonday praise him when the sun goes down praise him in the midnight hour praise him every time that you get a chance why because he is a forever God who deserves a forever praise He's a forever God. He deserves a forever praise. My brothers and my sisters, understand this. All that we have right now, the fact that you're able to even look at us right now, is only by the goodness of God. It's got nothing to do with your phone line being on. It's got nothing to do with, you know, you not having anything to do this morning. I'm watching folks being at work I'm watching folks driving I'm watching folks Being out doing what they need to do I, I, I see you sister Lisa I see you I see you at work I see you with your little Thing on your head I, I see you I see you having to you know no, nah, You good girl you good and, and we Praying for we praying for those responders We're praying for those folks healthcare Workers that got to do what they got to do folks that are, are out there with the public Folks that got to serve food all of that You're serving people and you're putting yourself In harm's way but I thank God you're able to look at us on today you're able to look at us simply because god has spared you he spared you some of us we can't see what you've been through but god spared your mind come on in here i'm not gonna ask you to wave your hand (laughs) i'm not gonna ask you to wave your hand if you want to wave your hand that's on you but i'm gonna wave my hand for myself god spared my mind he kept me when other folks wanted to put me on medication I said God no if you are the mind regulator yeah I'll go and talk to somebody cause I need to have a little I need to have a little attitude adjustment but God I know that you are a mind regulator cause you can be on those medications and it still not regulate your mind but I'm grateful that God is the ultimate mind regulator he will set you back on straight street even when you think you about to lose it come on in here Zion you got to understand and realize that we Oh God of praise, there's there's an old Pentecostal song that used all they used to say is I oh God oh God of praise yes I owe God oh God of praise and they and all day long yes I owe him I owe him oh God of praise yes I owe him I owe him oh God of, oh God of praise oh God of praise oh God of praise oh God of pra-. because when you think about it. Sometimes you can't put enough words Around what you want to praise him for I see you Pastor Schaefer You can't put enough words around What you want to praise him for So if you just say I owe God a praise And give it to him with your hands Give it to him with your feet Give it to him with your head Give it to him with your heart Come on and give God what he's due Some of us are too sophisticated Huh? God would reach down into the nastiest of nasties to pull us out, but we don't want to break a sweat for him. Yeah, I said it. We, we, you know, that ain't, that ain't what I do. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't wave my hands. You know, God knows my heart exactly. And since God knows your heart, you ought to give God a praise. Can I just say it? Can I just say it? Since he knows your heart, you ought to give God a praise because the heart of man is wicked. Can I, just, can I just put that there? The heart of man is wicked. It's got nothing to do with a person. The Bible says it. That the heart of man is wicked. So since he knows your heart. You ought to give him praise. Because he still allows you to be here anyway. He still blesses you anyway. He still gives you what you need. To be able to move to the next day anyway. So we've got to learn to give God a forever praise. Praise him for his righteousness. Praise him for his provision. Praise him for his word. Praise him that he himself. Is a forever. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This isn't even one of my points. But I, I, I want to share this. Because it is so important. And you ought to praise God. Because he sent. The gift that keeps on Giving. Through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, some gifts that you get, you get it and it wears out or it breaks or, or you know, you grow out of it. Come on in His Zion. But God gave us the gift that keeps on giving. When he gave his son to die on the cross for us. That is a forever gift. Salvation is forever. When you accept the gift of salvation, it is forever. It is forever. And you may be sitting here saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. I haven't accepted. You know, matter of fact, I you know, all this about uh, uh you know, the forever praise and all of that and the forever God You know, I I don't know if I understand all of that because I've never been a church goer and and I've never, you know, I've never kind of given myself over, you know, to being a Christian. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you were honest. Thank you. Thank you for telling me that because I believe this message is for you. Because the enemy will cause you to want to believe that all there is to life is what you're dealing with right now. The heartache, the tears, the struggling. But I'm here to let you know. That Jesus, the son of God, came that you might have life. That's what the Bible says. And a life that more abundantly. And we're not talking about when you die and on the other side. You can have an abundant life right now. How how can that be? Is he going to come and give me money? He may or he may not. Is he going to come and cause everything in my family to be okay? He may or he may not. Now, how can you say it's going to be an abundant life? Because you won't be going through it by yourself. You won't be going through it by yourself. And he'll give you strength for the journey. For some of us, the things that we have to deal with, it's not so much that we have to deal with it. It's just that we feel like we got to deal with it all by ourselves. But God is a forever friend. the Bible says that Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He is a forever friend. He will never turn his back on you. He will never leave you. He will walk right by. You. He's not a fair weather friend. That's only there when you got money. And then he's out when you don't. He's not a fair weather friend that's there when you know you, you, you know, you're on the top of the world. And then when you're going through a moody moment or you're angry, they like, all right, well, I'll be back when you, when you get it together. That's not, that's not Jesus. He will be right there sticking sticking close to you to the end. You'll walk away from him before he walks away from you. But his, his desire is that you will stay there with him. He desires to have a relationship with you. So if you want to have a forever relationship with Jesus, it is as simple as ABC. And I want to share with you on today. It's as simple as ABC. The first thing that you need to do is you got to be honest. You got to accept that you're a sinner. You you, you got to admit it. You got you to be real with yourself and say, you know what? I don't do everything right. I I, I mess up stuff. I do. I, I, I mess up stuff and I don't do everything right. Well, the Bible says this. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So don't feel bad that you messed up. We've all done it. We've all messed up. But the reality of it is that in spite of that, Jesus knew that you were going to mess up even the worst of what you may have done. Think about it. And you like he died for that. Yeah, he died for that, too, because that's where B comes in. Believe that Jesus paid the price for your sin when he died on the cross. The Bible says that God commended his love toward us. In other words, he, he He sent his love. He showed his love toward us that while we were still yet sinners, while we were born in sin, while we were in the midst of our sin, before we even committed our sin, Jesus died for us. Christ died for us so that we didn't have to deal with the penalty of sin. And guess what? This is the year of the whosoever. John three sixteen says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, that could be you today, whosoever believes on Him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life." That's to be, and then to see is to confess and to repent of your sin, and then to call on Jesus and acknowledge the fact that He is your Savior and your Lord. And if you do ABC, you shall be saved. And people wonder, why are you taking so much time with this? Because it's not about the preaching. It's not about the, the, the singing. All of that is for naught if we don't come to this moment. All of that means nothing if we don't get to this moment. Because everything points to the cross. Everything points to to the cross. So, if you're here, and if you say, "I desire to know Jesus in a real, intangible way," will you repeat after me? Will you say, "Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I haven't always been good, but You are forever good. I believe that Jesus paid the price for my sins on the cross, and I confess with my mouth." That Jesus is Lord. I desire for Jesus to be Savior of my life. Jesus come into my heart. I believe you died for my sins. And I want you to be my Savior. And my Lord. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer you're saved. And no man. No man. Can pluck you out of the Father's hand. Amen and Amen.